Welcome, welcome everyone to your one o'clock breakdown of the Formula One Grand Prix that happened over the weekend, of course. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the show today. Uh, I am Taryn Midzane, joining you for the F World here on CIVL Radio, 101.7 FM in Abbotsford, 92.3 FM in Chilliwack, and across the Fraser Valley, CIVL.ca worldwide, broadcasting on Stolo Tamuk. I am joined with Cam the Man, host, hey. host of the Cam the Man Show here on Silver Radio from 11 to 1 p.m. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Tuesdays. And of course, we wouldn't have such a good, fun, spicy post-race talk without the F1 guru of the Fraser Valley himself joined with me again for a brief time today, Walter Foreman. Welcome back, as always. Yeah, thank you. It is great to be back. I, I just could not stay away uh, given the events that unfolded in Las Vegas. Very much look at, looking forward to talking about them today on the program here on the F World. So thank you, Taryn and Cam. It's great to be with you. Yeah. Good to have you. It's, it's always fun. I mean, I got to say, uh, I think viewers of the show, uh, listeners of the show would know that for about 90% of this year's uh, Grand Prix, I have kept on saying that F1 should not go to Vegas. The Vegas Grand Prix is going to be kind of uh, not so Gucci and not so uh, fabulous. And I got to say, I was proven only half correct. Okay. Um, I, I think overall, I got to say the race overall kind of remind me of a little Baku kind mm-hmm. of action. Kind sure. of long straights, some good sh- like slow speed corners yeah. that kind of could test. Um, I'm happy that they made, I was really worried about the DRS zone that they weren't going to, ch- they announced they're going to make a change up uh, last week. And then earlier in the, during practicing, they announced that it was actually extended not shortened like the the uh, tradition has been this season. Mm. That and so I think it allowed for a little bit more overtaking, uh, especially down that main Vegas strip. Yeah. But I got to say, during qualifying, I legitimately fell asleep watching Fernando Alonso go down that strip. <laughs> there was a huge lawn like pause of right. him just going from the start to the end, and I I blinked and I woke up and he was finished his lap and I was like, what what happened? <laughs> uh, because it was kind of boring. But at the same time, during the race, there were some nice little overtakes going on. Uh, down there there were indeed uh, one of the statistics that i saw mentioned that it was the second highest number of overtakes this season and we are almost at the end of the season there is just one race left next week in abu dhabi the season finale so second highest overtakes at 89 i think it was somewhere in the high 80s yeah, and a lot of those overtakes probably were kind of more in the midfield, which we always kind of see the majority of kind of take place. But we also, we finally got to see someone overtake Max Verstappen. Yeah, I found yes. out this was the first time someone actually legitimately overtook him. <clears throat> That's right. Yes, there was the question of, he, you know, he bought, he was boxing, so was he slowing down for it? Mm. But you know what? An overtake is an overtake. Sure. And that Ferrari, Charles Leclerc's Ferrari, looked good all weekend long and um yeah yeah we saw some lead changes which was nice right we saw was it three different people leading the race Checo was leading for a while yep. uh, charles was leading for a while and of course max, max was leading for most of it yep and then of course we can't uh, talk vegas without talking about turn one incidents as well as lando norris's crash mm. kind of lo- lost it in the rear yeah um <laughs> and uh and of course i think that to me I expected about double the amount of crashes that we saw, both including the turn one incident and Lando Norris on uh, lap three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but happy that you know drivers remained sta- safe and cautious of uh, the of the track uh, conditions, which were let's just say less than ideal, and I think posed the most risk that never actually got addressed, and we have to, has to get addressed um, in 
the following year. Was that the the track conditions? Like the, yeah, just the fact that the the surface. Like, yeah, the surface itself was so brand new, uh, and there was so many. I think to me, knowing the history of the fact that there was a lot of construction problems throughout the mm. city that kind of messed that changed that, and then again they had to redo it because of all the the manhole covers they had to weld shut yeah. and redo, which again taxpayer money thank you for that um and then just the fact that the track was so cold the surface temperature was so cold that even um i think martin brundle on the sky sports broadcast was saying why wouldn't you just pit and get the the hard t- the tires that are in the tire warmers that are a, a nice comfortable 17 to 20 degrees celsius mm. warmed up which is about double what the track was actually warmed up to even at the end of the grand prix and of course like the fact that those tire warmers are going to be away soon whether it's in 24 or 25 i forget but those are going to go away so it's going to pose even more of a risk for the vegas grand prix which is here for 10 years yeah 10 years is a long time um the tire warmers are interesting because yeah there's been a push to to get those out of f1 now for a while Uh, a lot of the drivers were not in favor of it and i think that still remains the case i wonder if they would make an exception just because of the temperatures are so low in las vegas or if they're going to, you know, adjust the schedule again in, in subsequent years. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I really don't know either. I think Vegas would probably be better suited, like, for, like, the summertime. In, yeah. But, I mean, the summertime, you have so many other, I would say, grander and almost, or well, maybe not grander, but better races to go to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you put Vegas, if you put Vegas in... Um, anywhere in the summertime, you take away the world, the European World Tour, which is, I think, some of the best races we've got. We have yeah. and best races you kind of get throughout the calendar. That kind of Imola slash Canada to mm, I would I probably say until roughly about that August. I mean, obviously you have the break, but really up until about like Monza and um, Coda. Yeah, you really, like that run is a really fun run to have. So kind of putting Vegas in anywhere between there. Yeah, kind of messes it up i i I thought like just watching it on tv like the track didn't really look ready to race on at some at some parts of the track like it looked like there were like like um things that weren't like like finished on the track and it it looked like it probably could have been like made better over like overall I, i would say yeah, like it's really tough because it's a city, it's a street circuit. How much you know? It's it's Vegas. Yeah, like how busy that's going. That circuit's going to be. Yeah. Um. So you got to travel in and take all that stuff and put that into account. But yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know. Where, where would you, uh, Walter Cam? Where would you rate rate it out of? Let's say ten. I would say six out of ten. It's good. Uh, you know, that's, it's never easy for me to answer those questions because if you look, if I look at the weekend, the entire weekend, yeah, I'm going to be six or maybe even lower just because of the problems in free practice one, free practice two, just the overall, even without those problems, the scheduling, having it that late at night, uh, I don't think it was quite ready for prime time. So if I look at the entire weekend, I'm going to give it quite a low score like Cam. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I look at just the race, just the Grand Prix, which at the end of the day is, you know, what everyone's there to see, I would go a little bit better than that. I think it was a good race, like a full on good, not even okay, but certainly not exceptional or, or spectacular race. And, 
And that's actually really one of the main reasons I wanted to come on today. I just wanted to say that I really felt, and I don't know if it's just me, so Cam, tell me if you felt the same, and Taryn, you as well. It really felt to me like the announcers had been coached to say positive things. Thank you. Yeah. To toe the party line. And like David Coulthard's interview of Max Verstappen at the end, it was it was cringy. I was cringing I, because yeah. he was working so hard to Coulthard, get, that is, to get Max to say something nice. Yeah, to get him to say, because Max had been negative about it all weekend. Yes. I think this is the most time I've respected Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of, that's a pseudo joke because I always, you know, he's my rival against my team and my boy, but mm-hmm. also I respect him as just such a phenomenal talent. But this is really, I think, finally I got a driver. Uh, I mean, fi- finally a driver really stood up and just stood for what I felt he really felt and believed. And just the whole fact that he was he wasn't afraid to say no. The track is crap. Um, this is boring. This is this event is too much. Why do we need this? Uh, Walter, you sent me a funny text, which was the podium, the the celebration from when the race ended <laughs> yeah. to get them to just the interview lasted longer than FP one did. And if that's the thing that's happening, that's a huge problem. I actually agree with both of you. I think if you look at it as a weekend, it's a five out of ten. If you look at just the race, I would actually give it like a seven and a half. But yeah. if I'm going to kind of be a bit more lenient and a little bit more kind of generous, gen- uh, generous is a good good term. But I think if you want to say that here's a hard, distinct number, mm-hmm. I don't really like using half points for that. Yeah. I'd give it an eight. All right. Why? Because I think the actual race event had a lot of fun racing. Yeah, the Grand Prix was was good. Yeah. yeah. The, the Grand Prix made up for all the problems that things. Um, I, sure. The Grand Prix almost made up for all the problems that happened there. Uh, around the Vegas track and everything, but I just don't think it really. I, th- I think we need to be more cautious of giving it praise. That ever seems to be all over the case online. Everyone's yeah. giving it a four to five stars. Everyone's talking about how it blew away their expectations. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't really blow away mine. Maybe that's me being facetious and just I wanted. To, I want to hate it. Well, it, it blew away mine, but mine were so low to start with. Exactly. Yeah. That's. I think that's more <laughs> my point. Is that how many? How much of it? Did we only have, we knew it was going to be a three out of 10 and then somehow ended up being a five. So it's so much better. Yeah. Or are we actually like, if you critically look at it, I really don't think it's that successful. Yeah. Um, I think it just proved more p- problems than, you know, like it, I think it just showed more of the problems that the FIA and F1 are still having of their wishy-washiness and not really knowing what they want. Um, and like, I don't know about you, but I completely agree with you, Walter. Cringe. Like, why take yeah. them to the Bellagio? Yeah. I totally understand taking them to the Bellagio for the fountains. It's Sin City. That's what you. That's kind of a massive spectacle. Sure. But then why do you put a demo car in front of the main view of the fountain? Mm. Why do you not time it so that the fountain goes off? Why yeah. not? Why do not? Why do you not have your full podium in front of the fountain so that way you spray the champagne when the when the fountain goes off, or you spray the champagne and then you watch the fountains? Also, the fact that the drivers didn't clearly care. About they wanted to have the cool down room. Yeah. They wanted the the talk instead of being uncomfortable in a Rolls Royce. Mm. And yeah. you can see like when they're like, "Oh, watch the fountain, guys!" They just started talking to each other yeah, about, about the race. Um, but I think my second highlight of the night is probably Charles Leclerc's face when he realizes that um, when he realized that <laughs> they, the, the that, that they pitted on the safety car and that probably could have cost him. He could have won it, I think, but. Yeah, there's a lot of discussion on that. If Ferrari once again pulled a Ferrari and snatched <laughs> defeat from the jaws of victory, I, I think they did. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I want to go back and look more closely because uh, the timing of of those pit stops and I'm not sure, but 
Uh, most people are thinking that, so it must be the case. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really tough because you never know how long that safety car is going to go for that. Mm. For that, yeah. um, I forget what the whole reason was for the safety car in that in that one again. Um, was that it was oh, either was that, for a crash it, was or that for Norris's debris? Crash? No, it was um, Max Verstappen and George Russell's. Uh, yeah, they're, they're coming together. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But I think that at that point, like, if you have a safety car, you you take the free pit stop, mm-hmm. or oh, the the pseudo free pit stop. Yeah, generally, you if, know that Perez is going to do it. But that's what I want to. That's what I want to go back and look at is when, where was Leclerc when on the track on the circuit? Where was he when the safety car came out? Like if he would just already passed the pit lane entry, no, he then he, it's kind of too late because the cars will ba- bunch up, and then if he goes in at the end of that lap, I'm glad you asked that, Walter, because I did watch it a second time. <laughs> yeah. I watched it in the race in thirty, and I watched the onboard. So Charles, so uh, Sergio Perez was. Was relatively quick into the pits. He was he was coming. He was at that. Sergio Perez really was at that perfect spot of the pits. The pit just opened up, and he could go go in. He was about ten to fifteen seconds ahead of Charles Leclerc. So Charles Leclerc was actually just finishing up the main straight and going up through the last little bit of corners to get to the to turn seventeen, which is where the pit Mm -hmm. entrance is. Mm -hmm. So he could have gone in. Okay, and actually, but by the time he would have gone in. Sergio Perez would would still have just been getting to the Red Bull actual pit stop, mm-hmm. yeah, the the garage. So he had the time, and he would have been able to, at, at the place to to put it in. And you know, with the safety car there, you would have bunched up on hard tire on stuff. I don't know if he would have gone hard. I almost would have said go mediums because he looked good on the mediums, um, and the mediums was kind of a a different. I I say mediums, but I've also been wrong before. Um, but I'm just saying. There was time for him to go in. It, I understand the you don't know how long the safety car is going to be. You got the hard tires really warmed up to kind of a nice spot. Yeah, you take the position and hold. Mm-hmm. But that's just not with this with this season. I think it, I think it's safe to say that in any other season that would have been a good call. If it was 2021, 2020, specifically 2019, staying out, you mean. staying yeah. out, 2018, yeah. especially for Ferrari, staying out would have been a good call. But with this season, you really gotta like do something mm-hmm. to change it to t- change it, and that's something that I think that Ferrari um, hasn't quite taken the step into in terms of risky, maybe, maybe risky but bold, right? Yeah, strategy yeah, calls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want to get both of your guys' thoughts on the Max Verstappen five seconds five second penalty that mm. he got at the start of the race. I I thought it probably should have been more in my opinion, because it, it looked pretty blatant to me that that Max was, like, trying to block uh, Charles from taking the lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And he kind of did force Charles off off course a little bit. Undoubtedly, yeah. So I thought Max should have gotten a bit, a, like, a steeper penalty than he did. Yeah. I mean... I, I, th- I agree. Um... I think they rely a lot on precedent there, and so I don't know if they've ever handed out a, a more severe penalty than the five seconds. Uh, no, so I comes yeah, to mind. I don't. I don't think it's a ten-second penalty. Um, I, this is where actually one of the, the things I wanted to ask about was: Do you think that drive-through penalties should come back? Um, which I agree they should. I, I like drive-through penalties, right? So, but I think that the main problem is that he should have given the place back. That should have been mm. part of the thing. I think there should have been a five-second, and he gives it back. Yeah, because he did. 
the whole excuse of you know this is a this is a turn one a really shallow turn one on glass-like surfaces yeah it's been a problem for everyone all weekend and you purpose and he purposely did not take the line he did not have him on the apex he did not have him on seven. he drove him out and he took himself out off yeah, the track yeah, too yeah. he should they sh- i think they should have he should have gone to third place give the give the position back to charles Leclerc in first and russell should have gone in, into second or something but yeah, I, I, I agree with all of that, too. I, I think for me, the extenuating circumstances here, and I think this is the stewards as well. In fact, honestly, I was a little bit surprised that they even did give a penalty because the stewards usually are quite lenient of shenanigans, shall we say, on the first lap, especially in the first turn. And so I thought because of that, yeah, we're not going to see a penalty here, although we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the penalty was rather inconsequential. Although it was a slightly more consequential than I thought it might be. Like I thought at first, well, Max is going to get a 20-second lead and it's not going to mean anything. But he didn't actually do that in that no. in his first stint. So it did turn out to have some teeth, I guess. But I, I, think, um, I think I agree with you, Cam, that maybe not enough. And just very quickly, for yeah. any listeners who are unaware, you mentioned drive-through penalty, Taryn. And I think that's interesting. A drive-through penalty is a separate penalty where the car just has to come through the pit lane but not stop. Yes. Currently, when they get the five-second penalty, they can stop, yes. wait five seconds, then service the car, and then go. Yes. So it is really just adding five seconds to a single stop that they're going to make anyway. Yes. But a drive-through is a good good um, suggestion, Taryn, because yes. in that case, they would just say, okay, Max, you got a drive-through. He would have to serve that, I think, within X number of laps. I think it might be three. It's usually, and then he's going to lose about... Three. But that ends up well, being like a 20-second penalty. Yeah. So that's rather big, actually. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, on to your point about, like, did you, you are right that it um, the penalty did end up having some teeth to it, some bite. A little bit. However, I don't think that's necessarily the penalty that had the problem, mm. that, that of the bite. It was really, I think, Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc yeah, made up pace, that. Yeah. yeah, he paced it. He put that back into two seconds yeah. uh, within within a minute and got the overtake. Um, and really, the Ferrari's pace put that pressure on him. Not so much the penalty, because Max said one of the cheekiest things: "Like, oh, cool, give the stewards my yeah, my regards." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, what a badass! But at the same <laughs> at, the, at the same time, if I like to me, I think that, and you know. Gary Kwan has talked about a few times about specifically Max's kind of verbiage and, and language and, and how the, some drivers have taken. I think to a point that is just the new age of a young mm-hmm. of the younger generation. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. see how younger generations push the barriers a bit more each time people talk, but also just that it's so cheeky and so almost kind of disrespectful to the idea that I almost would I almost would have given him the drive through there. A technical, yeah, like, like in basketball, like a, a technical foul. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> like I would have given him. A, oh, I would have just been okay. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, yeah. Did Norris seconds get now. one of those this year? Yeah, he not, did. Not for anything he said, but I think for one of his driving too slow. But the actual penalty was unsportsmanlike conduct or something. Yeah, similar unsportsmanship, to that. something like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. he got like a, I think he got like a ten second. <laughs> yeah, or he got a, he got a grid penalty. I think yeah, after I the race. But just to get back to the. The drive-through. Yeah. NASCAR does have drive-through penalties. Yeah. They've had them for years. Yeah. And basically, what what their thing is, is you have to come in like, like between two to three laps of the drive-through right. penalty. Yeah. yeah I think one used to have them. Penalty, yeah. I'm. Yeah. It, it it did. They did have that. It was within five laps here. Yeah. I'm seeing. Um. And they. I don't know why they. Took it away. That's something mm. for 
someone to look yeah. up sometimes. And and then if you don't come in in that time period, then you get you get the black flag with the white cross on it, which means they stop scoring you. Oh, interesting. Yeah. In NASCAR, so you're basically disqualified. Yes, basically. until until yeah. you serve your penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, one of the I wonder if the reason they revoked it, uh, rescinded it, moved away from it in F one is just because it's too powerful. I mean, twenty seconds, give or take. Some some pits are a bit more. I don't know if any are less than twenty, but let's say twenty. The, yeah, they were average significant. around eighteen. That's a lot. Yeah, right. Especially these days when the field is so close. Yeah, but at the same time, when you have the greatest machine of man's made, <laughs> you well, know, true. Like, <laughs> I, I I think. I really wish the stewards would just go back to ordering drivers to give a position back. Yeah. You know, and and this I think it was this year where they said, well, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to leave it up to the teams to decide. And there was even something kind of mentioned in in, um, Max's engineer's message to Max about the penalty. He said, well, here's what they decided. You don't have to give the position back, but we're going to just leave that with you. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, what was that? That's what I like. <laughs> I don't. I don't under. That's and I think that's what I kind of have me- meant about this. Really, this this weekend really showcased all the problems the FIA still the rule yeah, setting yeah. still has. Yeah, sure. That has yet to be addressed. I don't know. Again, I don't know how much of that can be addressed within season, but it definitely oh, needs yeah. to be addressed out of season. They yeah, always address so. things, but it doesn't make sense to give positioning back to the power and negotiating power of the teams no it just doesn't make sense totally agree it's a it's a penalty it's it's a rule Mm -hmm. just give just give the f just give the f world position (laughs) back right like it just doesn't make sense because obviously if you take you overtake doing that he's like do you want to give the position back you're going to say no and yeah you you have to be ordered to and then you need to know that there's a a consequence if you don't and that consequence will be severe enough that because even the five-second penalties, we I think it was this year we saw Russell just deal with it. He's like, okay, no worries, and he just pulls out a five-second lead. I mean, yeah, he got eight seconds on his five-second penalty. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, so there, <laughs> there definitely needs to be something. Uh, I hope that they do address it in the off season. Uh, clearly, I don't think they'll make any changes this season, as we have the season finale in Abu Dhabi just in a few days. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll just say this though: there is a big runoff area there. Um, I kind of was hoping that Charles would just keep his foot in it. Just hit <laughs> and, and not not hit Max, but just you know, I know he was on the outside, but I, I want to go back and watch that again myself and just see if he could have maybe just kept his foot in it and, and passed Verstappen off the track. You're not supposed to pass off the track, gain an advantage, but I think there he yeah. was pushed off, so there wasn't like, really would they make sh- Leclerc give it back then? I don't think yeah. so because it's just. Yeah, there wasn't really enough room for him. He got pushed really wide. Yeah, um, comparatively, room, yeah, we'll he. Watch, watch. I, I think that I think there probably would have been room if if he knew he could have recovered. Yeah, quick, fast enough. Yeah, but he just didn't because he was trying to control his car on new tires on a glass like surface. Right. And so to me, it's it's a level of like, is, is it really a bad maneuver for Max? No, it's a pretty no. Max Verstappen no. yeah. move. It's and a very I, racing incident. I so think... I wonder. To his credit, did he not say he understeered? Like he didn't admit to doing it, and then you can sort of he he admitted, verify that on data. Yeah, he admitted he admitted to screwing up uh, one of the Alpines qualifying. Yeah, right? but that was 
that was also but that's another thing he perfect like that whole alpine him back like Ocon and, yeah. and max back and forth are they aren't they racing a lot of people put that onto Albin's uh Ocon shoulders and yes i think at that moment it was very much Ocon's fault Ocon is being really really tricky yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, uh weaselly throughout my this point season. being that when max does something he usually owns up to it so if he deliberately pushed Charles off, I think he would have said, you know. But. Well, he said, "Oh, I try. I understeered because yeah. of the track surface." Right, right. But that was to me that's a BS kind of response <laughs> because yeah. that's still because the whole point is is that he did not have the he didn't have the corner. It wasn't no, his corner no, to do that. Right. He if in a to in, to me a lot of a lot of drivers were doing that. I mean, Alonso pirouetted, like did a whole mini yeah, he, uh, figure skating like maneuver. He locked yeah. up a bit or something. I thought I saw a puff of smoke. No one really seemed to mention that, but I thought there was a puff of smoke there. Yeah, yeah and and like there's so much, there's so much, and you know, smoke. It could be brake dust. It could, there's yeah, so it many cars that had yeah. braking issues, yeah. uh, brake dust this this race because the surface was so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you know that the surface is tedious and questionable, then you shouldn't make that move. If you you know enough to know when that move is dangerous oh, yeah, and when yeah, it's not, yeah, and yeah. so it's yeah, a I didn't deliberate do or it. not. I knew Max knew he would get away with it. Yeah, and he did, <laughs> and, and that's I think I mean, that's, he got a penalty, but the penalty didn't really affect him. So I'd say he got away with it. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I completely agree with that too. Um, other than that, though, you know, if we go down, let's go let's go on the list. So obviously we got Max Max one and position one. Uh, that's the Nike. That's the Nike joke. From, Max one, yeah, yeah from right. way earlier in this yeah. in the in the season of the F World. Good one. Oh, there, and Terry. you know the last uh, last time we were on, I don't know if you posted it yet, but it, you mentioned it was the thirty third episode, which yeah. is Max's real number. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so then we Charles Leclerc P two, Sergio Perez P three, Esteban Ocon and P four, which you said a Gasly. Yeah, you I said had Gasly podium. Yes, I had Gasly. My podium pick was um, Max, Charles, and Gasly. Gasly. I, I thought the Alpines were fast, and they kind of were, but it wasn't Gasly, although he was fast in qualifying. I, was. I don't know what happened to him in the race. I think strategy a, call was a bit off. I think uh, I think that like I wonder if he had some damage. I don't know. Yeah, he I think didn't look fast. A combination of strategy and I think just that that second safety car kind of mm-hmm. messed people over. Uh, but anyway, he's got Espen Akon in P4, Lance Stroll P5, mighty performance, some might say, but I'd say just really good positioning. Well, yeah. he he missed he missed the wreck too, like. Uh, Cause he was he was he was in the back. He started in the back. Yeah, it was around P seventeen or something like that. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and he actually drove up to like I think he drove up to like ninth or eighth. yeah. He he made up ten places on that opening lap, which is quite so, impressive. Yeah, and yeah. being able to hold it, yeah, really yeah. good. He did. But here's this is what he should have been doing all season. Exactly. Yes. And had he been doing that all season, they'd be in fourth. Very constructors handily, yeah. And that's millions and millions and millions of dollars. They'd probably be. I mean, honestly, if you really challenging think, for third, maybe. I think they probably maybe. would have been in third, yeah, because yeah. they would have gone into third so quickly. Yep. They were right. They were like two points away from Ferrari most yep. of the season and the in the early half, and then not. Like legitimately, um, he should have had. He should have contributed, in my opinion, at least fifty, if not eighty, more constructors' points to that team. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Um, and so that's again like a P five Lance Stroll. Everyone's talking like, oh, he he proved everyone wrong. Yeah, no, no, that's just like a, what a good driver is supposed to do. Exactly. Any any driver, and then from in the next six positions I want to name yeah. would do that or even get to the podium. Sure. So here we go. We got P six Carlos Sainz. What a recovery of a weekend. Yeah, Carlos Sainz did yeah. with that pen, with that really unfair yeah. red penalty. Yeah. 
uh, you know, on the broadcast, we talked, uh, you know, Martin Brundle kept saying uh, on the Sky Sports, but there's no real force majeure rule. Mm. Can't really do that. And I actually agree with David Coulthard, who fired back on the F1 uh, broadcast, which is, you know, David Coulthard is hired by F1 and the mm-hmm. FIA to broadcast. And he just said that's a BS thing because you have the power to change that rule. You yeah, have the power to say, uh, F1, the four, to kind of say, no, we're going to do this instead. This is an unfair, unprecedented thing to happen. Yeah. Here's a, here's a, like, you know, in AGMs, you have an annual general meetings. You can have extraordinary general meetings for specific things to talk about. Sure. You can do that. You can have an extraordinary force measure of rule. Um, but he didn't. But Carlos Sainz still got P6, which is a nice solid eight points. Mm-hmm. Followed back is Lewis Hamilton, who, like Oscar Piastri in P10, had a very wishy-washy and roller coaster mm-hmm. Las Vegas yep. City Grand yes. Prix. Yep. Uh, but, you know, to start from P12, he got up to like P5 or P6 or P4 at one point, and then drop, had a drop because of some damage and, mm-hmm. and a yep. puncture. Back down to like, I think it was like P17 for a long time, and then within the last 10 laps got to P7 for six points. Good drive, I, Lewis. I saw him in P4 when the puncture happened. That's what it was. Then. And uh, I was, I was, I was really disappointed that that happened because it looked like he was going to have a an, a chance at another podium before that happened. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was I, I can't recall who he collided with or who collided with him, but there were a couple of those sort of mid-race collisions that you don't normally see so mm-hmm. much this yeah. season at least could have been the track uh surface it could have been the temperatures could have been the unfamiliarity although they've all done it in the sim and i think just coming back back to max to his credit you know he spent some days in the simulator to learn the track and i think that shows you know some level of commitment to wanting to win to you know because he's He's the champion already. He's yeah. won the drivers. He himself has won the constructors championship. I mean, yeah. Yeah. he does literally. Maybe he gets a win bonus and he did it for the money. I don't know, but I I thought that was somewhat admirable that uh, he flew all the way to, to uh, the, the the factory to do time in the simulator to learn that circuit better. Yeah, I mean, like he he wants to win. You got to give him credit for like wanting to 51 win. Fifty one now, I think already. Fifty three. Fifty three. He's tied wow. with a uh, Vettel. That's um, which is. That's crazy. It is quite crazy. Yeah. 53 wins already. Um, 25? Yeah. 20, turning 26, something like yeah. that? <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, okay, I will say this. Uh, in terms of, speaking of Carlos Sainz and Lewis Hamilton, in terms of track one incidents and, like, you know, the Max Verstappen penalty, I completely agree that sometimes they let things slide when there was kind of a shunting like this. Mm-hmm. Um, however, one of, the, one of the ones that did get slide and got chalked up to just track one incidents was Carlos Sainz's hitting Lewis's Hamil- Lewis Hamilton in the back, which people just said, oh, you know, that was because of all these these problems that everyone <laughs> had a accordion together. Yeah. But when you watch the replay, no. no. Sure, Carlos Sainz <laughs> just literally hit him, hit the back of his tire. That was on the start? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He, he, they just didn't that. talk about that yeah. because I it just, wasn't, that. It just yeah. wasn't the one to talk about, hmm, right? Interesting. But that's a straight up, like, that, he could have hit him. It damaged the entire suspension, wow. and it's just a funny thing. But uh, following Lewis Hamilton is his teammate George Russell in P8. Uh, he ended up getting a five-second penalty at the end of the race. He did, but I think he's, he, I think yeah, he that was, dropped him to P8. You're yeah, because right. yeah. he was yeah. he was I think he was P3 he's or P4. P4. Yeah, P4. Which it was funny in I think it was lap 38 or something. They said uh, Russ George, we're still pushing for P4. 
And mm-hmm. I believe, yeah, I remember I think, that. I was kind of like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way you're going to be four. Right. And he got it. <laughs> he got he did, four yeah. until, yeah. The, until, until the penalty. penalty yeah. uh, which I think they kind of big brained and knew that was going to come. So there we go. So good, good job to Russell there to maintain some points. Uh, Fernando Alonso, P9. Pretty where I expected Lance Stroll to be. But mm-hmm. I think that was also Fernando Alonso had that really bad, obviously, yeah. turn one. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got hit about three times. Yeah. Twice by Bottas. <laughs> twice by Bottas trying to leave the turn of the corner. Uh, and uh, some question, some really unfortunate pit stops. The pit stops this this one. Mm, this yeah. race were all over the Again, place. Again, I wonder if it was the temperatures. Yeah. Uh, wheel guns weren't connecting. Like right. Some of them were five seconds. Yeah. Um, and I, I looked at the calendar when you when you brought up, you know, maybe it needs to be in the summer and just wondering if they where it is next year. It's in the same weekend, uh, but it's a couple days later. So it's the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it'll be probably colder. Likely. <laughs> that's the problem. And, and then Qatar just after, which yeah. is going to be another like that's that's a it's either going to be really hot or most yeah. likely not. Yeah. Um, because it can flash freeze right. there, desert, right? So desert in the, at night, yeah. It they just, should probably move the Vegas well, race a, to um, like the daytime. That's then. a Doors lyric, isn't it? Yeah. Desert at night. Desert at sure. night. We'll have to find that out. Um yeah, but then what's the point? Like Fair if enough. if you if you if you turn Las Vegas into a day race, yeah. It's just absolute garbage because it's an ugly city until it's nighttime. Right. Um and Fair then there's kind of no point, right? Yeah. And even speaking to that, I thought the overhead shots, the helicopter shots, drone shots, if they were, looked good, of course. But the actual cameras, where they had the camera placement for the race. So weird. I thought it was very weird because yeah. all you could say, and I think you alluded to this at the start, Cam. Yeah. You could only really see like concrete barriers and construction and netting and mesh. And yeah. it looked really like apocalyptic yeah. almost. It, was, yeah. it didn't so biz- look good. So bizarre. And now they're finding people. Um, who got caught on camera tearing down the the protective the thing, yeah, the netting because they could want, they wanted to see so they started oh, yeah. poking holes into it so they could see otherwise you pay hundreds of dollars to sit up front to this race and you can't see the actual effing race yeah so now they're finding people who w- wanted to see, get the product that they asked to get yeah. <laughs> they paid to get and then also just on top of that like the fact that you know you had FP one and this is the the highlight to me this just speaks Vegas. So FE1 happened, total of nine, eight and a half minutes. Yep. And then, so they put 19 more minutes onto FP2. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Good on you. Give the people the money. However, no fans were allowed to go to, yeah, to FP2. Yeah, they were booted out. Booted yeah. out. Some fans snuck in, and now they're getting fined for sneaking in. Oh. Then they asked the fan, then they said, hey, if you paid money and you couldn't get into FP1, if you paid money for the whole weekend, we'll give you a streaming service to watch fp2 and qualifying in but you have to pay for that streaming service <laughs> here's an extra 50 dollar 50 us dollar streaming service mm. for you to watch the thing that you already paid yeah some people paid 500 some people paid a thousand euros yeah, sure. for yeah. and then they don't even get refunded back that money when they started to sell those same tickets for 150 us 135 us in some cases so again just overall weekend well, yeah, that's that's my point. Why I'd give the weekend a low score. Um, that all, all of that, the FP one, FP two, and then even the drivers parade. And I think I messaged you about this: the, the cars dumping oil on uh, Verstappen's uh, <laughs> starting position. I mean, that, that's that's almost too good to be a coincidence, you know. Yeah. Given all the smack he was talking about the race and about the city, yeah. although he did change his tune 
uh, you know, he was singing Viva Las Vegas over yeah, the... Because he so won. I, I, think, I think someone got to him. I think someone said, Max, you got to toe the line here a little bit. I really think someone got to him. Meaning, like, kind of said, you have to do this? Yeah. Or, yeah, I yeah. agree I agree with you. I really do. I, like, to I mean, me, I think he did enjoy it more than he thought he would. All of his criticisms were legit, in my mm-hmm. opinion. He won. Yeah, of course. The circuit <laughs> did turn out to provide better racing, so maybe he enjoyed it more than he thought. But I really think someone got my, to My favorite part was that when David Coulthard, um goes, um, oh, what can you say about the race? That's not my good Scottish accent, but you know what I mean? What can you say about the racing here and the yeah. track location and like the Vegas as a, as a place to be? And he just answered it like, yeah, it was a good race. Uh, you know, we got a really fun. He just answered like a strategic question. Right. He just ignored that. I thought that was such a good oh, that, play. And that comes back Max. to what I was saying. It was cringy yeah. how hard DC was working to try to get him. Because he basically said, so blah, 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 blah. We can consider it a success, right? Yeah. And he goes like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the race was interesting. Like, And I think wow. that's the thing. Like, So the question of can we consider Las Vegas a success? Short answer, I think just because of the good race, Yeah. yes. Can we consider the Las Vegas weekend a success? In my opinion, definitely no. not yet. Not no, yet. I don't. I think it's way too early to tell. I think we got blessed with a crazy race because no one really, you know, it's not like Baku were... You know, it kind of reminded me of Baku 2016. Mm-hmm. And Baku 20, like 2016 is, I think, a Bottas win. Yeah. No. Was that the first? No, sorry. Sorry. 2016 is, is the first run. So that yeah. is um, Nico Rosberg, who, oh. again, very much did a similar thing to Max of putting the time into it. He went to Baku right. a week beforehand yeah. and walked that where it was going to be. So he knew that track inside and out. So he wins the first one. 2017 is the crazy Lewis crash. And the Vettel crash uh, as well. So that's Bottas winning with a Daniel Ricciardo P2. A brilliant yeah, comeback from Danny Ricciardo. I remember that, that race. And then, of course, Lance Stroll, his first podium because that's uh-huh. P3. Yes. So again, that's second year of Baku, but first year that actually really, yeah. you know, is a massive event. So how much... So the question is, is it a success? We can't really tell until we have a few years right. onto this. Right. But even then, Baku is one of the ones that people still say not the best one can mm. be kind of a snooze fest this year was a snooze fest mm. last year was a snooze fest 2021 was only so good because of how contentious that championship was yeah 2022 again kind of a snooze fest because the mercedes car was so Baku, powerful yeah. Yeah. 1918 17 yeah kind of i don't think vegas will ever be a snooze fest i think they will always have a good race just from what we saw this year and i think it, it will get better like i like to say the first is the worst. Regardless of how good it is, the first time you do something, it's always the worst because mm-hmm. it will get better. And as context, and this is probably going to be one of my final comments, I do need to probably get going. Mm-hmm. Um, the very first iPhone, 2007, couldn't cut and paste text. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> you know, and, and everybody was losing their minds for the first iPhone. It's awesome. Oh, oh, oh. And it, you know, it was. It was, it was revolutionary, but it couldn't copy cut paste text and of course they added that in subsequent iterations of the device and here we are today where they do what they do yeah so i think vegas is the same i i think the weekend is terrible but they can fix that i suppose they can't change the weather of course no but the the things they can change the the things that are most important for me to f1 the racing was decent it was good even and and they can even make that better so i am looking forward to next year's race as Taryn mentioned they got a 10-year contract that's a long time that's a long time a lot of my friends they said to me oh I'm surprised you're not down there for it and I'm like no way on earth I said (laughs) I might go in the third year maybe 
when but, they let but when they let fans watch the race. But for me, Vegas is Vegas. I want to yeah. go to Vegas for Vegas. I don't want to. It, it, it's too distracting. If I I want to go to a place to watch the race, but if yeah. I'm in Vegas to watch the race, there's all the Vegas stuff that you want to yeah. do too. For me, it's too much. So yeah. I, I don't know if I'd ever go to be honest. Yeah, it, it'd be it'd be a tough one. Um, again, like it's, it's exactly. I I completely agree with everything you're saying. Everything around Vegas, uh, Vegas Grand Prix is cool, but I don't know. It's just I'd much rather go to a Silverstone. Yeah, me, uh, yeah, a, me too. A, a, spa. spa. Just go somewhere, and that's all you got is the circuit, kind of in yeah. the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and like you know, like if you want to go to a place that has like a cool party place in that for for a race, I mean, like I hate to say it again, but like Baku has a crazy celebration. Oh, I'd love to go right? to Baku. That... Baku be a, yeah, has a crazy one. Yeah, if, I heard even Jeddah has some. I mean, I have some questions about wanting to go to going to Jeddah. Uh, why why I wouldn't, but yeah. that in itself, that festival that they do that for that weekend. Sure. It's pretty nuts. So hey, I just think there's more culturally cool places to go to. Quick question. Do you think Vegas was better than Miami? Oh, yeah, I, I know what. I knew you were going to ask me this. I knew it. I came in. I should like, have asked it earlier when, when we were giving our uh, you know our 7 out of 10 and 5 out of 10 on Vegas. But do you think it was better than Miami? Hmm. <laughs> well, can I'll leave you to ponder I'll, that. You I'll, can answer I'll, after the break. But I'll, I say, need to, I'll, uh, I'll say no, but I do have a question for you, sure. Walter. And I've asked, I've asked this question to Gary and Marianne. Yeah. I, I would like to know what's been your highlights for this season, and what's been some of your lowlights for mm. this season. Boy, that's a big question because we're we're twenty what twenty two races into the season. In, in the end. It was almost a good question now because well, I it's all done. Yeah, but look at my age. I'm fifty some years old. I can't remember that far back. Well, honestly, I guess a highlight, and, and this is going to sound like I'm uh, paying lip service, but it's honestly true. A highlight is the F World. You know, we, oh. we the F World was launched this season. And to be to be involved with the F world and to see it grow now to have other people on like yourself, Cam. Honestly, that's a highlight uh, for me and and for me to come in and do these. I I don't do them as much as I'd like to. I, I wish I could do more, but nevertheless, here we are. Uh, in terms of the uh, the racing, um, honestly, nothing. Boy, you got you got me. I I, I honestly <laughs> a highlight from this season. Well, I, I guess uh, you know seeing um, Ferrari win. Right, Carlos. Yeah, that that for me was a highlight. Yeah, I, and I, I'm not a Red Bull hater. I'm not a Max hater. I did kind of want to see them win every race, and I said this several times. I think on the program, just for the historic aspect of it. But they set enough historical records, so for me, that's maybe a highlight. And and good on uh, Carlos for getting another victory. You know, last year Silverstone was his first, I believe. Now he's got a second. Uh, a low light this season for me. Well, it's got to be FP1 in Vegas, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, that really does. Yeah, yeah I can't think of anything worse this season. Yeah, I'm sure there is, but I can't think of it. So for me, FP1 in Vegas is my low light. All right. Well, that's a good. That's a good, nice little set there. Well, it's always nice to have you on. I'm sure, it's a pleasure. We'll, come. we'll hopefully be able to link up at the yeah. beginning of next season I when so. um, when it's all. You got to come back for the last uh, the Abu Dhabi. Well, Abu Dhabi is this weekend, so maybe so we'll me. be back on on Monday. We'll see yeah. what I can do with my At schedule. What happens that? But anyways, Walter, I'll play you out here. Uh, stick to don't turn that dial here on Silver Radio one one point seven FM in Abbotsford ninety two point three and chill out across the Fraser Valley because we're going to come right back for more post Las Vegas Grand Prix and at least the talks gonna be fun. Here, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the F World here on Civil Radio 101.7 FM in Abbotsford, 92.3 FM in the Chilliwack and across the Fraser Valley, and of course, CIVL.ca worldwide. Broadcasting on Stalo to Muck, we're back here with a post 
Vegas Grand Prix breakdown, and I got a special guest caller in here because Gary Kwan from Speed Fanatics is back with us coming in here in the latter half. Gary, what a what a fun little race, so to so oh. to speak. <laughs> I I think it is um, an excellent race. Um, you know, from from the uh, first practice one, you know when when that got uh, cut short, uh, there were a lot of uh, uh, comments about you know this is uh, a, a black guy in the face for F one, and I I agree with Toto that uh, you know uh, things happen. This is not the first time. Uh, you know, a drain hole uh, come off the track, and and you know, I, I think they did a great job. The uh, the scene is good. Um, people are excited. It, it made a good show, good race at the end. I I think um, it is uh, it is a successful event overall. Okay, I was about to ask because I was about to ask where you where would you rate it out of ten? Because you know, Cam Cam here earlier gave it a six. I would give it I give it a, an eight as a, for the race itself, and then kind of overall the weekend I felt. Was a bit, you know, some of the questions I had and some of the, the feelings I had didn't I feel didn't get completely changed. But I'm interested to see to hear like where would you put it uh, out of ten uh, if you think of it both as a full weekend as well as what we kind of saw at the race itself. Well, of course, for those who uh, paid for the uh, practice day tickets, I think that's like a four. <laughs> yeah. But overall, <laughs> as a weekend, I I rate it as an eight both for the race and, you know, the organization and everything, um, you know, they, they uh, responded to the uh, uh, recoveries very efficiently, I rate, uh, during the race. And then uh, also the uh, uh, it's proven that this track can uh, provide some exciting racing, um, you know, the, the, the mix of strategies played a, an important role and even... You know, Max, who wasn't a fan of this Grand Prix at all, he 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 did say at the end, you know, that it is it is a good race. <laughs> yeah, but he's kind of he, I felt kind of cringy because he he kept you know Coulthard kept having to like egg that out of him, you know. And actually, yeah. earlier I was saying I I give Max a lot of props for being able to just stick by his overall uh, opinion of it, but also being able to kind of at the very like kind of the very end kind of play that he got one over. There was a couple things, you know, we, we actually played the, the radio and the guy kind of said, mm-hmm. oh, because you had so much to say about Vegas, Max, here's <laughs> this and played him the Elvis song. <laughs> that <laughs> and, was I, funny. And, and I didn't catch that at first. And, and hearing it back now, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm wondering, but it's, it's cool because, you know, it's cool to have some contention on across the board here today because it is a very, I don't know, like, it was a very, I don't know. It's a wishy-washy one for me. It's it's a it, you know what I mean. Like I I'm very critical of Vegas, but I still like got a fun race out of it. Uh, in that, but I'll, I just feel like I, I you know we kind of said that only the future can tell. You know, Miami had some problems in the first year. Like what ha- we have ten years of this with Vegas. Can it get better? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as you know. But. At the same time, I got a lot of correct me. Uh, you know, interested to get your thoughts on this one, Gary. I felt I got a little Baku from it. Uh, I was saying earlier, like kind of the same kind of things I got from I get from Baku in terms of the race. Well, I I think you know uh, I've organized races before, and uh, this is a, a new venue. Nobody had any data about what to expect, so I think they they've been doing their best and. I think I think it's not bad. I think next year will be better for sure. Um, maybe the uh, start time of the race can be 
adjust a little bit so that, you know, if things happen, they won't have such a big alteration to the whole schedule. Uh, you know, it was, that, that was the bad part. But I think overall, you know, it's, things happen during racing. If we all expect what to happen, that's not racing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, at I was, I was also watching Macau um, this whole past two weeks, and things happen there, but, you know, this is part of the... Uh, highlights of Macau, you, you sometimes don't get the results you wish, but it also provides some exciting racing. Yeah, yeah. How 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 did you find Macau this year? Because I, I watched some of the highlights. Oh, it was, was great. Yeah, that car. The, the Sunday, oh, the Sunday, all the races on Sunday were excellent. You see the best drivers in the world competing there besides the Formula 1 drivers. You know, the F4, F3, F2 drivers were racing in the F3 World Cup. Yeah. Uh, that was exciting. Um, uh, Browning is uh, it's a very talented driver. I will uh, I will start paying a lot of attention on his uh, on on his racing. And then the World GT Cup uh, was exciting, and it was good to see Marcello winning the last stint for for uh, Mercedes before he jumped ship to another brand next year. And then uh, the World Touring Car. Um, uh, final was great. Uh, it was down to, I believe, one point between the top three runners in the in the championship overall, and the, that was the championship deciding race up to the last race there. So everything was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, they had lots of red flags, you know, because of the the nature of how narrow the track is. When one when when something happens, you get red flags, you get safety cars. So sometimes you don't get to race the full distance, but that's also why people sign up for Macau. It's, uh, it, it, you know, I, I had a saying, when you're racing in a gambling city, you basically put your money on it and you, you hope for the best, but you don't you don't expect to win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, speaking of putting money on a gambling city and racing in it, that turn one incident, uh, both just Max Verstappen's cornering, uh, which is a classic Max Verstappen cornering style, but also that little pilot we got. And funny enough, I don't think any of them, no one DNF from that crash itself. Or I think some of them, Damage wise, did eventually, but kind of that gamble that we saw. Like, give, I would love your thoughts on on that corner, um, and especially about that Max Verstappen call. Do you think that five second penalty was good, or do you think that like that needs to be kind of addressed on how that how that worked out? Obviously, the safety car kind of changes some things, but even then, the timing of that kind of I felt negated that five second just as much as it didn't. Right. So, like, I, I think, think five it. seconds was nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Okay. We're all on board well, on there. It should have been at least a ten second. Yes. Yeah. Why? Why exactly? I, I love to get what. What to you makes it a ten second versus a five second? And I guess the question on on top of that, if it was a different year with a different RB nineteen or let's you know like a, like a different type of championship, would the five seconds be enough in that case, or what warrants it to be a ten second regardless? Well, I I think five seconds simply means nothing. And and maybe I would, in a steward's point, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I would use a five-second on something like an unsafe release or something, uh, something minor and has less to do with the driver's uh, behavior on track, but uh, that was at least a 10-second. Yeah. yeah. Just because- he had the chance to give back the position. He had many he laps before they made that decision. He did, yeah, and he did not yeah. give, up, give back the position until like he went to pit road basically or yeah had, had the pit stop and yeah. even then do you agree 
drivers and teams is that like if i'm reading this correctly drivers and team get to choose how that gets worked out do you agree that should happen going forward because i'll just no. say it right now yeah i i disagree either it should be a rule thing I disagree. it just doesn't make sense to me like i i think they should uh, uh make sure the drivers serve their penalties within three to five laps yeah. Yes. Do you, would you add another five Otherwise, seconds? Otherwise, they can that? easily blend it into their strategy, and that that becomes nothing. Which, and, and and then you see the uh, the attitudes from you know from the team receiving the penalty. They, it it meant nothing to them really. Yeah. Like like would you? Here's the question. I guess onto that. You know, you and I were texting during the race, and uh, a course that came up. Mac, Max's cheeky little response there, send the stewards my regards. <laughs> you know, you got to love the badassery behind it. I said that earlier in the show. But also, like, you know, if you you give Lando Norris an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, how do you not give Max one with that kind of comment, that kind of, like, disregard, uh, kind of almost insult to the rules, but also keep in mind, I guess, the rules are a little wishy-washy anyways. What, what do you, you well, know? Yeah. Like, in my uh, earlier comment on, uh, on Max's uh, approach and, and attitude uh, in, in previous episodes. I think, you know, FIA is trying to grow motorsports, obviously, from the F4, F2, F3, F2, with all the different categories, including party, and then with a three-time world champion, um, putting comments out loud on radio, knowing that millions, tens of millions of audience are listening. I, I think that's just a disrespect to the sport. Yeah, to I the agree. Rules and everything. Yeah, yeah. It just, I don't know. It just, it just felt kind of a like, like they knew they knew they didn't matter. They were already up two seconds, but yeah. At the same time, I mean, Char- you got to give Charles Leclerc a lot of credit for how he drove that weekend, and being able to make that two seconds where initially everyone said it's not going to matter. It mattered in the end because he was able to close that gap and. Man, that Ferrari looked so deadly this weekend along those straights, so quick. When they uh, when they were showing the screen that uh, who has the most votes on uh, uh, Trevor of the day, and I believe it was Sergio Perez uh, winning that uh, at the moment, I already put my vote on Charlotte Clip because uh, I, I think that uh, Perez's team has a good that one strategy when, when that happened, when, when 60 car uh, came out with that... Uh, with that pit stop, um, that was only down to the strategic team on, on his side. But Charlotte could drive, you know, the to to try to defend that that pole. Yeah. And uh, if he wasn't uh, pushed out, you know, I, I think that would be a different show, different different end result. I I will Perhaps. I will dare say that if he didn't get pushed out. I think he probably could have won it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because I think he exactly. had the car to win it. I think he, all weekend long, he was putting at least four to six tenths on Max Verstappen's lap time. All weekend long. Yes. Speaking of Ferraris, we've got to give Carlos Sainz a, a, a hats off for being able to recover from that 10 place grid penalty. Oh, yeah. And, and like on that note, before we get back to Charles Leclerc, can the FIA change that rule? Give them a force majeure rule or something? Do you think it's a little unfair and like, do you kind of agree with Martin Brundle's comments of there's nothing really they can that can be done because it's such a hard thing to set precedent for? Or are you more on the David, uh, on the Coulter side, where you can change the rule as much as you want because, you know, you're the ones who govern the rules and this is an extreme, extraordinary circumstance? 
I, I, I think that they should have um, given uh, uh, Kawasaki the uh, penalty-free decision, changing all the parts in the car, at least. I would have done that. Uh, I was actually looking this up. The, the, the times that the drains really, really affected were all in races. Obviously, we're not talking about the ones that hit in, hit in, uh, hit, in, hit during the free practices. But even then, there wasn't a lot of ones that in free practices that they couldn't change that. Obviously, there's a budget. And also keep in mind that the FIA should be responsible for inspecting the, the track, not the teams. The teams yes. never got a chance to approve track condition before they are allowed on track. So, if anything, FIA should be responsible. But let's not say who is paying for the damages, but at least yeah. you shouldn't be penalizing someone who became a victim of your fault. Well said there. Mm-hmm. Well said. That's that's quote <laughs> of the day right there. Um, but you know, he he. At the end of the day, he got he got to P six. I, I think yeah, P six. He, he made the best of that situation, and um, I you know I, I'll go on to say I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say this in the Abu Dhabi show in, in next week next week that I'm gonna say the Carlos Science is I think the driver for me this year. Um, he's changed. Like I don't think there, I think even. Charles Leclerc, Lewis Hamilton, a uh, bit different, but I don't think there's a I don't think there's a lot of drivers out there on the grid right now that could take that penalty and that that mindset and then end up getting P6 in such a contentious race. Even hitting Lewis and getting caught in that turn one could fuffle. It takes a lot of good racecraft to come out from that, uh, in my opinion. Remember. If we had the P6 and then you uh, left the 10 positions, he should be way ahead of Max. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you think about it. If you, if you really think it about it. It would have been it, a Ferrari 1-2. Yeah, it would have been a Ferrari 1-2. This, this, I actually do believe it could have been a Ferrari 1-2 this year because I think he I also... I told you, I, put, I had my bet on, Charles, uh, on Carlos Sainz uh, <laughs> and I was so disappointed when I saw that uh, penalty. I, I, I had true faith in him that he was going to win this one. Dude, I know. And like all weekend long, it was Ferrari 1-2, Ferrari 1-2 and everything. I think qualifying yeah. as well, it was a Ferrari 1-2. Charles Leclerc with a 132.7. Carlos Sainz with a 132.7 as well. Max Verstappen with a 133.1. So it really was a Ferrari 1-2 all weekend until that ridiculous penalty. Speaking of Ferrari and ridiculousness, uh, first of all, did you see the memes of the, the fans that showed up like the clowns and the Ferrari outfits? <laughs> yes. Yes, Great. that was so funny. <laughs> Great. And speaking of that, the Ferrari pit roll clown meme. Did they do it again? Did the, did the Ferrari pull a Ferrari? Did they? Did, the, did was it the right call? Was it not the right call? Would you put pitted Charles Charles Claire in on that safety car? Why? Why not? I I I wouldn't. Uh, you I, wouldn't. I probably would have. I, I probably would have just okay. uh, uh, <laughs> executed the plan as they did, just because. He just pitted after the obstacle, and then when you're in that position, you don't want to lose the track position. Oh, okay. You well, wouldn't have. It's it's always easier for us to to look back and say, you know, if they had done this or that, then he would have won it. But then again, at every moment when you're looking at the, uh, the numbers and the fact that he's you know up front there, uh, I would probably hope that. I should last a little bit better and then uh, hope that a few laps didn't really affect him. Instead, we keep the, the track position. Okay. I was, I was curious. It's a gamble because traditionally, the, uh, if we have more data on Pyrodax in on other tracks, it would have been an easier call. But the whole weekend, 
they can't turn on the tires. You know, the, the tire deck rate is, was unknown, um, and I would be I, I would be rolling the dice like like they did and hope that he can manage it out there and and while retaining the track position at that very moment. Okay, see, I was wondering if you because it is such a, a an interesting year. And with that Red Bull car being so quick, that we know everyone knows how that is. With that data, that maybe taking a a bolder uh, strategy on that pit stop, you know that you'd be able to kind of make it up with it with the um, the safety car there. Everyone's kind of diving in the pits behind. That maybe you take that gamble. Uh, you you risk you risk it in Sin City, and you take you put the gamble. Maybe put them on medium tires again. Um, actually, I don't know. Maybe that's a bit too early for mediums, but you put them on some fresher tires just to kind of even the field a bit and put him in the same contention. But yeah, I, it, it is a tough one because like, you know what I mean? Tires weren't that old when that happened. That, that was the thing. Yeah. It was only I maybe like, we had a few laps in. Yeah, that's fair. And that is true because I saw on the restart that Max and, uh, Perez only had one lap on that. bit the safety car. And then Charles only had, had exactly. six. Yeah. And then keep in mind that after you pit in, and you roll out from the pit lane again, the tire blankets were at 70, and you need to bring the tires back to 100 degrees in working window. Mm. And the safety car, you're losing temp again. So you're not gaining a lot by putting him on a so-called set of new tires, but then you're losing temperature out there. You might as well let him keep that set of tires that may be already in you know, a certain degree of the working temperature and hope that he can maintain it up there while mm-hmm. keeping the, uh, the track position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that would be my gut feeling. Yeah, it just... I, 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 see, I, see, what you're, I see where you're coming from. I, I, I totally... Uh, totally get that now you you won me over because <laughs> you almost won me over i guess because i was on the like you sh- sh- just should have pitted him give him the tires with with that's been in the blanket warmers for a bit of time maybe they'll help out but i can see what you mean i i see what you mean there um it really is a, just a, a, a you know fun little strategies in this in this race i guess yes and, and, I, and I think that even for the other team there was still a gamble it wasn't guaranteed to win yeah, I, I mean, if, if he just recently pitted the driver and then now two laps in, you want him in again for another set of tires that maybe just barely move up to the uh, operating window, and then I don't see a, a huge gain from that. You know, towards the end, I think how Charles Leclerc loses the race is mainly because of the, the pace between Ferrari and, and, and Red Bull. Yeah, and, but it's, he... it's, it's not probably due to the tires. Good point. I you know I know I mean at the same time Ferrari has such like questionable tire degradation throughout the whole the time but he was he was doing very well that DRS in this uh, I will say the DRS in this uh, race was powerful and his 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 overtakes on Max Verstappen but also his overtake on his double overtakes on Sergio Perez if his tires were that bad he wouldn't have been able to pass Sergio Perez at the end you know yeah without locking up. Damn it, damn it, get <laughs> you, you did it again. <laughs> Have <laughs> I proved, convinced you? Yeah, you're overtaking me on this one. Gary, I, I have a question about, uh, you know, Lance Stroll. I mean, he missed he missed the, uh, the lap one chaos and drove up to, I think, like, ninth or eighth after starting from, like, 17th or 18th, and he ended up finishing fifth. 
How would how would you rate Lance Stroll's drive in in the race? I, I think he's driving with a calm head in this race, and and in fact, I have a lot of respect for him. I just wish that I have time to to replay the whole race in his uh, camera angle because you know he he obviously finished in front of uh, Alonso, which mm, yeah. is a big deal. Yeah, but didn't have the didn't have uh, the track problems that Alonso had. Right, so. and, and in, a, in a race like that, street race, like I, I, in, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. He, he usually does pretty well in the in the street races. He's okay. I will say, I, I was looking this up. He he does. He was on podium in uh, Baku. Baku, yes, that was his first ago. podium. And yes, so maybe maybe his driving style is, is stay out of trouble. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I think maybe his wrists are, are, are his wrists are all recovered now. Yeah, <laughs> oh <my laughs> or else he's use, or else he was using the the special uh, the special cast uh, over the weekend here, uh, so that he could uh, he could he could do a little dice rolling and, and that. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think that if he remained consistent like this throughout the season, it'd be a bit different. I'm, I'm pretty contentious on on the Lance's spot, but mm-hmm. I, I hope they give him another shot next year. I hope he stays. Okay, I think he is. I think he's still. I, gonna I be think in there. he's still gonna be in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, be, I, I hope so. I mean, honestly, that would be really questionable and really fun because, you know, you're looking at McLaren and Aston Martin are going to be neck and neck right into that, right up until, I think, at the end of Abu Dhabi, too, is going to be, it might be pretty close. But also, you know, the P4, P4, P5 and the Constructors' Championship going into next season, there's going to be a lot more riding on for that, knowing that Aston Martin can compete. How is Lance going to do that? And I guess, like, this kind of leads me to one of my questions uh, Gary, that I got for you here, you know, we've talked a number of times about that development window and that uh, that m- amount of money. Do you think that development time that Aston Martin got in P7, do you compare to the amount of money you're going to get in, for P5? Do you think the P5 is going to offset that development window time and actually be more beneficial? Do you think we can see another big leap in co- competitiveness with the money that Aston Martin is going to get at the end of this season? I, I think they're they're going to uh, keep improving their uh, their cars. I, I believe so. I, I think they uh, they're on a on a good streak, and I and I believe and I hope that they can do it. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's gonna be a nice even fight right out of the gate with McLaren, or are you kind of hoping for that? I think, yeah, that will be interesting and exciting. I cheer for both. I, I cheer for both. I I'm not biased, but you know I just hope that more teams can start getting up there, getting up there, and then you know you get more exciting races like, like these ones. Uh we also we saw uh Logan Sargent, he was in the top the top ten for yeah. about the good first part of the race and then he kind of faded back. What do you think happened to uh to cause him not to finish in the top ten in this race? And you know, can he improve and get a nice top ten run at the season finale in uh, Abu Dhabi next and this weekend? On the high speed track in, in nature, so um, you know their performance during a full race then is still questionable. Uh, that's why we see them getting into uh, Q3 and starting top ten, but then gradually going backwards throughout the race. Do you think that maybe the safety car played into that one, the, the multiple safety cars and the VSS so early, or? Because of the setup is old, because they seem to have the wishy-washy setup. 
I I think the later is the uh, the the closer explanation to this one. Okay. Yeah. It's you know uh, we we kind of mentioned when we went down some of Danica Patrick's comments about Logan Sargent and him not really being known too well in the U.S. and needs more PR. Do you think that's kind of fair to kind of say, or like is that kind of adding more pressure that gets put onto a driver that you don't? I guess in this and I guess in this circumstance, being a rookie and everything, you don't really need more pressure to to put more on their head, right? Like, I don't exactly. I. I don't think the pressure would have helped him, if anything. I think that you know, staying out of the the radar, uh, staying under the radar would be would be good for uh, an, an underperforming team to to less that pressure. So, I think the um, the PR uh, things in United States would only have added uh, pressure on uh, Logan Sargent because he has been underperforming in the past few races already. He probably don't want to be mentioned at all. He just want to perform on track and let the results speak for themselves mm-hmm. uh, good good if i'm in his shoes yeah <laughs> yeah if, if i'm a Lando norris of course i want you know more more pr work because i'm i know that I'm, I'm getting up there getting up there i'm always in second and third and you know i want that exposure maybe you know that might help me more fans cheer for me and all that but you know for for an underperforming um driver or team you probably want to stay under the radar yeah, yeah. You know, and speaking of Lando Norris, I I have to ask, will you get your thoughts on this as well? You know, thank thank goodness he's okay. Got a good he. You know, had had that like rough that rough crash. Um, but I feel like that had a lot to do with one of my biggest problems I had with Las Vegas, which was the temperature and kind of this the the parameters that were going on around the race itself. Yes, I have problems with the the organization and and all that stuff with the tax and all that stuff that I've talked about before, but specifically about the track temperature and how cold those tires were and with the also keeping in mind with the also idea that we might get rid of the tire blanket soon and still have this race for another for another 10 years you know i, I gotta ask like, <laughs> you know what i mean like i gotta ask about that is there something do you think this is going to be a track that this is going to be a problem it's even later you know it's it's not you know, ne- next season it's this coming weekend. You know, it's the it's the following weekend, not the weekend prior. Again, it's going to be colder probably too. Like, how much are we going to have to really prepare for that? Especially now we got some more data on it. And like, do you think that do, is there anything other relating, or do you just think it was a, a solid little, a quick little, like l- they Lando lost it because of the the tired the tires. Um, in the, well, in the I, I think probably to come up with maybe a C1 to a C99 for, for the Vegas <laughs> race in the, in the next nine years. And then FIA, you know, having the, uh, uh, the organization, having the data from this year, they think they maybe, you know, for certain races, they maybe should allow tire blankets to even crank up a little higher. Yeah. Do you, do you agree with, temperature. do you agree with getting rid of the tire blankets in any way? Or is that kind of a ooh, question? I think we're looking at the we're watching the uh, up here most work and I think it's definitely needed and, and, and beneficial for for these cars to perform on on this level. Mm-hmm. So I, I do agree that they, they should remove tire blankets. Yeah, well, you, when everyone are we're allowed to use them. But you, you disagree or you agree? No, I, I, I agree keeping it. Oh, okay. I, I, I disagree get, getting rid of them. Okay, yeah. It's, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I understand the whole argument of greener and all that and using less, but I feel just there's there's more to to do that. It's solar powered. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Black blankets, baby. Yeah. Uh, There's always a way. Yeah. I gotta I gotta ask so keep it on the McLaren trend and the McLaren power. Oscar Piastri, what have you what what were your thoughts about him in this in this throughout this weekend? Because he had such an up and down, had a roller coaster of a race and in my it was between him and Charles for driver of the day for me. I I would still rate Charles Leclerc. Oh, 100%. Oh, I told Charles Leclerc, too. 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Piantri, yes, but he, he wasn't on my radar for for for, uh, for the best performance driver this weekend. Somehow. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's fair, man. I mean, he... he I'd like to hear your, your opinion on it. Why why uh, why would you rate him uh, higher? Because... And, and be comparing with uh, Charles Leclerc. Because you you know you start let's, let's so you look at the starting grid here right um I, I I wouldn't compare him I wouldn't say comparable to Charles Leclerc just because you know, the, you know I think Charles Leclerc did better and I think he was this was Charles Leclerc's race but you know Oscar Piastri goes starts in in P eighteen here jumps up so much during the the kerfuffle of turn one and is able to maintain it in a car that I think that you know maybe had some problems with uh with it this this weekend um i think that maybe during qualifying they set up for the race and not qualifying that's why they lacked position but he made the i think so many teams were watching mclaren his progress on the hard tire at the start to gauge with the tires of that and to maintain a scoring position after his teammate hits a hits a bad crash his level his overtaking uh not just on straights but he was overtaking in corners where you didn't see a lot of that. He had a really nice, beautiful double overtake, near double overtake on Logan Sargent for P7 and um, Esteban Ocon ahead of ahead of him. That forced Lewis to kind of pull in. Um, I thought his I thought his racing to to stay ahead of Lewis was really superb on 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 that track. Knowing that they got the same kind of the same engines, and then um, obviously Lewis overtook him. Uh, for a rookie, I just think that to have a weekend or up and down weekend like that on a rookie is really tough, and it's kind of the opposite of Logan Sargent, where he excelled really well. He's excelled well at the pressure, um, and to you know he double pits for for the same tire tire strat, and then has to pit pit again for near the end of the race to to get the tire change, and he made up those positions again. He went to like P seventeen. And he fought back to P to P one, uh, sorry P ten, and got and stole the fastest yeah. lap. So I think that just do I think he deserves driver of the day completely? No, but I think he had a really surprisingly standout performance uh, for this race, and it's just fun to watch him. Yes, it was, and I think the the fastest lap was was it was thanks to the, the late pit stop with the light car. Um, I think he's delivering what the McLaren should be. McLaren car should have been. Uh, uh, delivering, so I I didn't think that his driving was you know made made that big of a difference um, to okay. where he ended finishing. And yeah, okay, that's interesting. If, if if he had no if he had a flawless qualifying session, then you know McLaren can usually um, finish maybe fifth, sixth, times four. And then he would have a, a way better chance. I don't think he's over delivering what what the car do. He's just delivering right right where it should have been. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree. I do not disagree with you there. 
uh, I just think that uh, to go up and down with it, you know, pretty. It, it's just a fun, which is which is fun. I love I like seeing a rookie perform. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we lost and, and, one. And keep in mind that this so-called rookie also did very well in F two and F three and F four. You know what? He's. I think he's. Correct. You. You would know better than me. He. I think he's won every single championship he did in the first season. So correct. For and even when he started half midway through the season in uh, in F two. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I just think it's fun to see this uh, talent. Uh, I guess big question of contention here: Who's going to get the win first, Piastri or Norris? Norris. Norris. Okay. Okay. Norris. I. I think Norris would have the. Uh, uh, the better mindset to do it. Yeah. Okay. I would say I would agree. After learning his lessons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. I mean, like, um. How how would you feel about like like the how 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 did you, how did you feel about like the post race stuff after the the Vegas race? Sorry, can, can you can you uh, maybe bring some examples? Uh just like the the inner the interviews. Like I thought some of the interviews were a little bit like like cringy to to watch. The, the drive there to the fountain, and then have the fountain view kind of no, yeah. by a car. Cheesy. That's too cheesy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's too cheesy. <laughs> like build the podium at the fountain, okay? Yeah, but like don't block it with a demo car. That made no sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, a life-size car was just Some right of there. things were just uh, overdone, I think, uh, overall this weekend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the whole thing ceremony, uh, having all those, uh, you know, celebrities, so-called, uh, wandering <laughs> around the pit lane. I, I, yeah. I feel for Martin Brando. <laughs> what did you guys think? I, I, well, I, <laughs> I'm sure it's disappointed at these uh, responses. Yeah, I don't know. His grid walks. I mean, they're they're like they're like the Joan Rivers red carpet. Yeah. You know, sometimes, um, yeah. and while that's cool in some ways, I just wish. I don't. I don't blame Martin Brundle for anything. I think he's doing. Yeah. He's giving the best with what he has. He's just trying to do his job. But he's a yeah. He's exactly. he, he's doing his job. He's a pro. He's a he's a racer at first. Mm-hmm. Broadcaster yeah. second. Um, that's not an insult. That's just a like that's that's what he is. You know, you you got Martin Brundle for his racing, and so when he's trying to communicate with people who aren't there for the race, they're there for everything else. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be a fun grid walk. And I just kind of wish the sport would figure that out a bit. That people don't exactly. necessarily I, I, want. I, it was very unfair for him. Yeah, they yeah. don't want him to be a Joan Rivers la di da red carpet guy. We as fans want him there to talk to people who want to see what the race happens what happens in the race mm-hmm. and well there's there's always been a celebrity aspect to the the martin brundle grid walk that you know that's never going to go away that never has been not a thing but i think there were just less celebrities that didn't that had passion for the races before yeah. where there's more celebrities that don't have the same passion as these celebrities that would be there i would have loved to have seen him talk to patrick dempsey a bit more because patrick dempsey played in the Ferrari movie and did a lot of race training to for that role yeah. and was a and has a race car racing kind of like passion background. Mm-hmm. You know, Gordon Ramsay, I'm a bit more iffy about just because but he's a Brit, you know, he's he's a he's a Scottish boy and he's <laughs> you know like he's a, he's like the face of co- of international cooking. Okay. Mm-hmm. He grew up with F one too though. Um and yeah. there there is a lot of people that could be involved there, but I just 
I don't know. It's just almost it's almost too much. Yeah, maybe, I, maybe I what agree. what the uh, Sky Sports should arrange moving forward is to prearrange with these guests. Like if you know these people are going to be uh, walking up and down the grid before mm-hmm. the start of the race, then at least you know send out invitations. Hey, can you can you do this with us? Uh, you know, uh, are you are you uh, friendly enough to do this with us? If you say no, then then Martin Brando can just walk past him. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Like. You don't need to go grab every single thing. You can at least pretend that it's not planned, right? Mm-hmm. That's a really easy yeah. thing in broadcasting to do. Prevent it would be great. Yeah, exactly. I it's just Yeah, I don't know. It was just it wasn't Yeah, it's I don't know, just cringe. But is it cringier than Miami to you, Gary? Is it has Vegas cringier than Miami? Yeah. Yeah, okay. probably. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that, that, that was probably a payback. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't think you didn't think we could. You didn't think you could. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I do it because I can. <laughs> I you know before you know. Uh, yeah, I I I would anything that is going live. I think um, they should have uh, prior communications to these. Uh, guests and drivers and teams or maybe even suggest him to just do it with the teams and the, and the drivers that that would make it much more pleasant to work with yeah yeah it's it's yeah i don't know right? why why bother talking to a chef yeah <laughs> who just happened to <laughs> to wander around the grid yeah and it's but he's not prepared maybe he's not a good talker to start so he, he may not be uh, impolite in, in any way, but he just doesn't know what to expect and, and, and what you're expecting from him. What is he? So, you know, the, uh, the first instinct from people may not be the the best to, to be presented on TV sometimes. Yeah, and on that note, like, one of the things I really didn't like about this good box, especially, was that for some, not obviously, I want to say for some reason, but we all know the reason. But every single person that they talked to on the grid walk, both Martin Brundles and the F1 TVs, Everyone there had something to do with peddling a service in Vegas, mm-hmm. right? And that's really what it was there for. And I felt that that, compared to Miami, where I felt it was a bit more disguised, Vegas, it just felt that there was something going on. There was, you got Hell's Kitchen being filmed in Vegas now. You got a new restaurant opening up in Vegas for Gordon Ramsay. Someone's doing a show here in Vegas. Someone is, you know, like you're opening for this thing. You got a new tour coming and you're stopping in Vegas. You just became a, a, a Vegas resident and stuff. There's always something about their own business and their, it was like almost like a promo events in Vegas rather than promo the race in Vegas. And I didn't like that. Um, and I'm critical of that. I'm also very critical of the fact that they are now finding, I said this earlier on the show, they are finding people who cut down the protective screening so they could watch the race. They found them on CCTV <laughs> and they're finding them for, for, for fans. Like this, you pay $100, pay 150 bucks. It's totally fine for the F1 TV to, you know, shoot a couple of uh, celebrities on screen. Um, you know, but you don't need to talk to the awesome. Yeah. Just try to, Unless these guys paid the individual, yeah, to, like we'll we'll never to, find that to answer. Boost their, uh, yeah, yeah. Unless that was the case, yeah, we'll we'll never we'll never find that that answer out completely. Unfortunately, though. But uh, have you watched the um, uh, team boss interview uh, while the uh, FP two was delayed? 
No, I, 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 I watched part of it. I didn't watch all of it. What are your kind of thoughts on, on that? Could you break down what you break, break me down what you saw and what, um, you thought, what kind of like you got out of it then? It, it wasn't shown on F1 TV. So I, I, tur- I tuned into, uh, TSN and when F2 was supposed to happen and they were having the delay and the, uh, uh, track repair and an inspection, they grabbed, uh, Brown, uh, Total Wolf, James, uh, and uh, uh into the interview room and uh, it was rather funny because the host was doing a good job and just just interviewing overall talking about you know what they thought about the yeah, uh disruption the damage to the Ferrari car overall the weekend and stuff like that but then i i again these are live shows and they were inviting the uh, the media to start asking questions and the media Unfortunately, don't have much uh, creativity, and they kept asking the same questions over and over and over and over, and and then at the end, Total Wolf just flipped on them, and that I was, stood up was two that? o'clock at night in my living room, and I and I stood up, laughed so hard, and I clapped, and I had so <laughs> much respect to Total Wolf after that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so much more respect to Total Wolf. Yeah. After was that. that the infamous kind of? Why are we talking about this? This happens. Like kind of comments that he made was that during that pre- was that was that the press conference you're talking about? Yeah, well, they were asking if uh, if he thought there was a black guy in the face for F1 yeah. by having such a show, right? And then uh, he said, "Well, uh, you know, you're, you're disrespecting everyone who was trying to put this together. Uh, uh, you know, people want F1 in the United States. We're doing it, we're increasing fan base, we're increasing awareness." A couple of years back, we were worrying about if F1 could continue. And now, thanks to all these organizations working hand-in-hand together to increase the publicity, now we're having a successful um, rate, to speak, on, on you know worldwide and in the United States. We brought it back, and then now, because of one small little thing, he's like, this is only Thursday night. Nobody in Europe is even watching it. Who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, talk to me again after the race, and, and you have a different answer. And then uh, he asked the guy, "If you have anything better to 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 write and, and to comment about people, is it is it how you do your journalism?" And I I thought that was that That's was, a good uh, one. and he added a few uh, he added a few strong words that had to be beeped out. <laughs> uh, uh, luckily, there was a seven second delay, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was just funny. And he's he's all he's very right. You know, everybody makes mistakes. We all learn from the lessons. First, first race in, on this manual. It's not like this thing has hasn't happened elsewhere before. Um, yeah, didn't literally didn't of it. Yeah, didn't it literally cause someone a constructors championship in like China one year? <laughs> what didn't that happen? And then, and then there was uh, another drain hole that flew out of somewhere. I, I forgot which track was oh. it. I, and, and I remember that too. It wasn't the first time. No, like it happens. And, and even it won't be the last time. Yeah, and even in Baku, like you know, drain covers do under 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 damage. Uh, you know, like in the, with the, with Baku, the tunnels. Yeah, yeah, Baku was. Baku, mm-hmm. Baku is a classic one. Um, yeah. yeah, like I don't, I I give total a lot of credit for that. It's, it reminds me of the um, uh, the driver to survive interview where he kind of asks like, "How do you want me to answer that question?" That's a stupid question, yeah. and the guy's like, "Well, I'll put the words." He's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were, you would." And then, and, and, and the funny thing is, uh. This incident actually uh, kind of exposed the, uh, the 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 true friendship between uh, Total Wolf and uh, Fred Fassard. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, just because they were. He was 
he was whispering in uh, Fred Passat's ears after he commented this and, and, and kind of warned him not to, you know, uh, get trapped into uh, <laughs> acting the same like, like he did. Yeah. And then uh, and then there was a camera shot of uh, Fred Passat sitting in, uh, standing with uh, Toto Wolf and I think it was in the uh, Ferrari, and, uh, in, it was in the Mercedes kit. Uh, uh, yeah. And they were just chatting and stuff, and they they, they commented uh, sometimes competitors always friends from the yeah. Mercedes uh, Instagram, and that was that was very good of them to yeah. you know for us to see that you know these uh, teams and drivers and team bosses can stand together to defend themselves sometimes. Yeah, well, it's, it's like um, did have you read Gunter Steiner's book yet, or or listened to no, it? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, because Marianne listened to it and uh, had a lot to say, and she got me to to onto it now. And uh, you know, I think uh, Cam, you, I think I rec- Cam, I think you should read it, okay? Um, because I think it would give you just so much inf- inside of the races. But he has a, a a whole chapter that talks about the team principles and the fact that they are all good friends and that they hang out, they go on vacation with each other in their off season sometimes. Obviously, some more than the others, and that that, that like this idea that they all hate each other and they refuse to speak to, speak to each other outside of the race is not true. And I think this is great to actually see that again with fred and and, and toto uh for this year and toto wolf because yeah it's it's a, i think it's very misrepresented how much they actually talk to each other and and that and um you know there's camaraderie in that job there must be some camaraderie in that job because it must be so tough to be the team boss and have so much on that especially with fred Vasseur and and ferrari um yes yeah, it's it's tough. Do, do you, are you this friendly with other team bosses at, at your races there, uh, Gary, or, or are you more well, strict? I I agree with uh, with that saying. You know, some some sometimes competitors, but you you should always have a respect to each other because you're all doing the same job. And you know, if if you don't have each other, uh, all the competitors doing the same road, then it won't be a good show. It won't be. Uh, good racing and you know that people lose interest in racing that way if it's always Red Bull winning everything and then all the other teams are, 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 are not up there then you know the interest of the sport goes away and, and same goes uh, everywhere else mm-hmm. yeah for us if uh, if it's always the one team uh, winning locally then uh, you know the people start losing the interest coming to uh, to even try because they don't, they don't fancy it fancy. You, you have to Keep that fantasy up there for Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Anyways, yeah. Gary, one last thing before before we uh, a bit, bid adieu um, and until the next time. We yeah. got the final race it's of the season. Seven days? Five days? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally <laughs> seven days, right? Uh, race this weekend. Final finale race of the finale race, the Grand the grand the grand event which i guess you could say technically the season's been over for some time now <laughs> but um abu dhabi grand prix you know what what are your thoughts of the, of the circuit uh, even though it's a bit different this year compared to say 2021 that everyone loves to talk about but the this this final race track how out of, out of 10 where would you rate it or something or how badly do you want to race on it yourself uh what can you tell me about like what makes this this race itself kind of fun and what we can think about going into 2024 based off of uh this this season after after this race. Well, I think the manual is a beautiful venue. Uh, but then you know the, the race results have probably remain the same. Yeah. <laughs> we know who's going to be on top, and uh, I hope Sergio Perez will get on the podium. Okay, yeah, he. I mean, I, great. I actually do. I 
I think that now he has secured second place in the championship and Max, you know, secured it early on in time. Um, constructors were confirmed and uh, why not let them race and, and see what, what he can do. I, I think he's still a little underrated as a lot of people say, oh, you sh- he should lose his seat and all that stuff. Uh, I, I think he was discouraged at some point during the season, but I, I think his motivation is back. Mm-hmm. And like after the after this last weekend, you know, you you mentioned it just Actually, briefly, yeah. But this last weekend, Sergio Perez and his and his uh, his crew did everything, like did a lot of right, and that I yeah. think I think securing that championship, uh, that P two and the constructors is great. You know, this is the first time, Cam. I don't know if you know this. This is the first time Red Bulls got the one two in the championship in both the drivers yeah. and yeah. I, I I I did hear that on after the after the race. It was the first time ever that Red Bull had did that. That's quite shocking and amazing that yeah. that was the first time that they've ever done it yeah but yeah i think they would i i i hope that uh they would give them the equal cars same settings and everything for for, for this next race yeah that'll be fun yeah i, I think the uh, the size of the wing really affected paris's uh pace this way yeah oh I didn't even talk about that. I mean, it'll be, it'll be one at a time if we do, but <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be, inter- <laughs> it'll be interesting to see um, how they do that and everything like that. Um, my final question. Twenty-four. Oh, sorry. My my final question, Gary, for you is: Can Williams hang on to the fourth spot in the in the constructors standings? Over. You mean, you mean McLaren? Fourth? Or McLaren? Sorry, yeah, McLaren. You think they are? I believe. I believe. I believe that. Yeah. Because yeah. because only. I, I hope that next year, um, you know, obviously Red Bull is still going to be dominant, but I hope that uh, Ferrari, uh, McLaren, Mercedes, you know, even uh, uh, Aston Martin will all be up there fighting for at least the second position. And then we'll, we'll have uh, a lot more exciting races to watch. Yes. Yeah. Having us. Yeah, Alpine needs to make that money. <laughs> makes needs to make that money talk now and everything, but um. Yeah, and, and then and then Alfa Romeo, we know that they're just waiting for twenty six right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly right. <laughs> That's really what's happening. will always be hard. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. Anyways, Gary, thank you for calling in and stopping by. Um, we'll have to talk yeah. Abu Dhabi when it, when it's that time again, as as per the huge. Um, yes. Yeah, looking forward to chatting more. Good sleep these uh, next few nights, and then we'll go back to uh, watching our races this next weekend. Yeah, ex- weekend. exactly. And you don't forget, we're going to watch that Braun documentary and have a show on that. So <laughs> Braun, start sure. taking those Braun notes. On F World. There we go. That's it for us here today on the F World. As always, you can find, like, follow all that stuff here on the Instagram at thefworld.pod. That is the same handle as the Gmail, the email at thefworld.pod at gmail.com. Please email, send us your conversation tips, whatever you want to talk about. We're happy to talk. And of course, through all of our social media links, you can find the Discord chat. We can in- talk to me, talk to Marianne, who we all love to talk to. Talk to Walter. Walter is a meme general, knows how to give us the, gives us some of the best memes. Talk to Gary there as well. Cam, if you join Discord, you will be there too. And of course, you can find us on Spotify, just the F World podcast. In that little type, Google, in that little, in that little search bar, yeah. find that, ring that bell, follow us for more. 
appreciate all you fans, and especially to the homie in Belgium. <laughs> Thank you for always being around. So here you go. Yours in racing.